Good day in the Omer. Good Motzei Pesach. We pick up today on Daf Nunale 51. I mean, that's the Daf, but we pick up on Nun Amad Bet. Um, top of Nun Amad Bet. And we are, um, uh, Itmar Rav Huna. So the lines of the word Rav Huna is about 12 lines down. We were dealing with a lot of Mishnayot about Al Minat on the condition that. And then a discussion about if somebody, if a woman said, well, even though we made the condition, I was thinking something else. It doesn't matter. Very, all those very relevant discussions for issues about which is an important question in Aguna issues and this most recent Mishnah dealt with the fact that the original Kiddushin had been not good it was and so on something that should have been pretty obvious it was not good and nevertheless we don't look at future acts like giving of gifts and, re- and re- reinterpret them and translate them into a new act of Kiddushin we say she's not married at all which is also very relevant because in some of these Aguna cases one of the ways of dealing with it is trying to discover if the original Kiddushin had been not good and then if the original Kiddushin had been not good you don't look at anything that follows it as an act of Kiddushin um, although as I mentioned I think yesterday there's actually a debate between Rav Moshe and Rav Yehud Herzl because the mission talks about like later gifts don't become an act of Kiddushin Rav Hankin said that with they're actually sleeping together having sex together in a marital context be as a type of a Kiddushin act that does not require as much intent to effect a Kiddushin it's just the reality that they are having sex in a marital context that itself creates like the Kiddushin you know just the de facto reality so he actually was much stricter about that but the general halacha um, has followed Rav Moshe and that's very important um, in these um, Aguna cases um, so now the Gemara continues um, with the following Itmar was said um, Rav Huna again about Nun Amad about 12 lines from the top 5 whatever it is 15 lines from the top Rav Huna Amar Choshim Lissavlodos against what the Mishnah seemed to say he said that if somebody basically uh, sends gifts to his wife uh, to uh, his, his fiance um, Rashi says if you look at Rashi Choshim Lissavlodos Misha Shidach Isha. So Rashi has to says it's not just in a vacuum. There has to be some type of a context. They actually made an engagement, and she said yes. Or he, you know, what's that word? Not engagement. What's, uh, um, um, uh, what's that word? Courted. Um, you know, and she agreed to it. Okay. Anyway, um, so she said yes. I'll get married, and then he sent these gifts. We're concerned that that might be kiddushin. So there wasn't an act of kiddushin that we would say it's all the defined by the original act and if the original act was no good these doesn't mean these don't mean anything um, but there was also not in a vacuum there was some discussion some engagement so are we do we interpret this as Kiddushin and he says we do now I should say that there's a debate of well normally well because we don't haven't seen an act of Kiddushin so there was no no concrete act of Kiddushin that took place do we interpret this as the act of Kiddushin these are in Savranus are gifts normally given post Kiddushin. We have not seen any act of Kiddushin take place. We've just seen the engagement. So it is before an observed act of Kiddushin. Do we interpret this as the act of Kiddushin? Now Tosfos, Rashi says, do we interpret this as an act of Kiddushin? Tosfos says that's not the question. The question is, do we say that since he's sending Savlanos, it's evident that there must have been an act of Kiddushin. Okay, so that's the debate of Rashi Tosfos. Okay, so you're concerned that these Savlanos, when it's not again the case of the mission, there was a bad Kiddushin, it's just 
you know, out in some period of courtship and engagement or whatever, we're concerned that these are Kiddushin or indicate that there was Kiddushin. Um, we're concerned about that this might be Kiddushin or indicated. But we asked on our uh, position, meaning this position that we're saying that it might be Kiddushin, what about the Mishnah? The Mishnah says, that even after, if there's Savlanus that happen after the Kiddushin, they don't count as Kiddushin. Now there's an obvious difference. There there was a bad Kiddushin that preceded. But let's see what Abai says. That's what Abai says. We know there was a Kiddushin and it was bad. Here, there was no previous bad Kiddushin that preceded. So either this might infer that there was a good Kiddushin or it might itself be a good Kiddushin. It's a different case. Okay. Igadami um, how do I know my position that in a in a case of a when it does when it when it comes without a previous you know when, uh, without a previous bad kiddushin it should be okay um, or it should it might indicate a kiddushin because our Mishnah says that the only reason the savlonos are not a problem is because they came after a bad kiddushin okay ha. Uh, so that's in the case of the Mishnah. He's in error because he's relying on the original act of Kiddushin. But if, it didn't, if that didn't proceed, it would be Kiddushin. By the way, that sounds much more like Rashi than like Tosos. It doesn't sound that in a normal case it proves Kiddushin took place. It sounds like in a normal case where there's not a previous Kiddushin to frame the issues, this itself constitutes Kiddushin. Anyway, that's the debate of Rashi and Tosos. But either way, Rav is not saying it definitely is. The word Choshin means maybe it is is, and she would require a get. Okay? Which, as you can imagine, could be an interesting question about what happens when you give the engagement ring after the, you know, oh, let's get married, and here's an engagement ring. That's Savlanus after Shiduchim. You agree to get married, and then you give a gift. Right? So is that all of a sudden a Shash Kiddushin? Okay? So, maybe, again, maybe that's the case. The context is clear that it's meant as engagement, and it's not meant as Kiddushin, but it starts raising interesting questions. Let's see where the Gemara continues. Um, the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, Hachu Bai Lomi Bai Now Baye, who's questioning this ruling, would say, No, no, no. The Mishnah it's a, it, is 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 like a, a more, it goes without saying. What does that mean? Lomi Baya Ba'alma the Lonachisutar's Kiddushin Klal. If he was just Dama sending of gifts, even after, according to Rashi, some discussion of getting married, but nothing that attempted to be an act of Kiddushin. So then, clearly, if it's just gifts, we just interpret it as gifts, even after after some engagement, okay? Clearly that wouldn't mean anything. But even in a case like our case of the Mishnah, it's clear that they're attempting to do Kiddushin. And in that case, maybe I should make interpret the Savlanus as an act of Kiddushin. So it's an interesting question. Is it better to have a bad Kiddushin um, to, or to, to have no Kiddushin? By the way, this also comes up in a case of a couple that never had any Kiddushin. Uh, Jewish men and women had or let's say they had a secular marriage or let's say, you know, no, but nothing that even attempted to be a Jewish marriage um, and uh, would we say, well, they're living together Kiddushabia, right? Or would we say, you know, and maybe it's even a more of a problem than our Mishnah because in our Mishnah there was a bad Kiddushin that said anything afterwards doesn't count as an act of Kiddushin, it was already framed at the beginning and that was a bad one. Well, what if there was nothing that preceded it? Okay, does that make it better or worse? So that's pos- pa- partly what's being debated between Abaye and Rafa. 
So Rabbah says, or Rabbah says rather, that when there's nothing that preceded, and there's some type of an act giving of gift, either that's a signal that there was a kiddushin, the way Tosos reads it, or itself will interpret it as a kiddushin. Um, and uh, and uh, and Abai says no, anything that happens, we, we will not interpret it as a kiddushin. Uh, you know, and it's uh, our mission saying that even if they were tempting kiddushin, we don't interpret something after it as kiddushin. Certainly, when there's no clear evidence that they were attempting kiddushin, we're not going to interpret this act as an act of kiddushin. But as you're hearing, as I'm giving you these examples, all of this is extremely relevant for contemporary issues about you know, can you sort of say since the if the original kiddushin was no good, or if they never had a kiddushin, that there's no need for a get. So okay. the ten years, and you could conclude it's halachically Well, right. I mean, they they because they chose to marry with secular law, not with halacha kiddushin. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Um, I'm a rab- okay, so now my havela. What was the condition? I'm a rab- papa. The Asa the Makati the in a place that normally they start with a kiddushin and then they send these gifts. Chayshinan. Then you're sending the gifts. We're concerned that either again, according to Rashi, you wouldn't send the gifts without kiddushin, so the gifts themselves are kiddushin, or that it indicates that a kiddushin preceded. Again, there's two ways of reading tomorrow. We're not saying they're kiddushin. Why are we thinking? Because they are gifts. Somehow, it's not just stam a random gift. It's a gift that, in the, in the cultural context, is understood to be a gift that is given after kiddushin. Okay, I don't know exactly how. You know, presumably it was given in a certain way. There was a certain type of a thing that was given. We're not. It's not saying you gave a matana. It says you gave savlana. So, in a particular cultural context, there was an understanding. Let's say everybody a week after the kiddushin sent a you know sent a you know uh, sent sent a case of wine to the Kalos family. And this guy sent the case of wine without a kiddushin. There was a particular context in which it was normally assumed that this is the thing that is given after kiddushin. So how, so how did he do this? There wasn't a kiddushin. So it must be we're, we're concerned. Maybe there was a kiddushin we didn't know about. Or the way Rashi says is maybe he meant this to also be the kiddushin. Right, that's what I don't understand. I understand Tosos, you know, but Rashi don't understand. In other words, if he, he exactly that. You're sending it as presents post-kiddushin. Right. So how are you interpreting this as a kiddushin? Because nobody would have sent a post-kiddushin present that they not also wanted this to count as do. I understand. I understand what's pushing you for Tosos, but there are different things in the Gemara that indicate like Rashi and indicate like Tosos. Okay, so anyway, the Gemara says like this. Okay, so if that's normally the practice, then we're concerned that this might constitute Kiddushin. Okay? Uh, or might indicate Kiddushin. Chashinan. In places where first you send the gifts and then you do Kiddushin. So obviously, the gifts don't mean anything. They're, you know, it's not a concern of Kiddushin. Now, the Gemara says, Bekadshi v'adam esavli pshita. If normally you do the kiddushin and then you send the gifts, the Gemara says it's obvious. I don't know if it's obvious. But anyway, if we're going to be concerned, obviously we'll be concerned in that case. No, Gemara says, there's an old question about the girsa here. We're just going to read the girsa we have. Well, most people first do the kiddushin and then do the gifts. And some people first do the gifts and then do the kiddushin. Let me say that I would, although it says nechush, sometimes nechush means let me be lenient. Okay, let me assume that this falls into the minority case and these are the people that give the gift before the kiddushin because there's 10% of the community that does that and I don't have to be concerned at all that there was a kiddushin. 
Kamashmalan, since 90% of the community first does the Kiddushin, I have to be concerned in this case there also was a Kiddushin. Okay, so there's a lot of different gears there, but the basic point is that in a case where there's like, uh, that the only time you're concerned is when the gift is a particular type of a gift that always comes after the Kiddushin, and therefore when that gift is sent, that could signal that either a Kiddushin took place or it was meant to constitute the Kiddushin. So that's not exactly, you can't exactly interpret that to be relevant to like other cases. Like if you talk about the case of, let's say, the engagement ring, okay? So Dafka, the engagement ring, is Misavli Vahadar Makachi, right? The engagement ring is what's given before the Kiddushin. So obviously that doesn't raise a concern. Let's interpret the engagement ring as a Kiddushin, right? It only would be a case in where there's a cultural context that it's a type of a gift that comes after an act of Kiddushin. Only in that case are we concerned that that might be either signal a Kiddushin or in, or, or um, constitute a Kiddushin. Yeah. I think, at least in my mind, it's important to distinguish the Hoshin versus Vada. You know, the Hoshin means me. Now, right. Nothing it is. Right, right. All of this was Hashinan. Like, let's say, sleeps with another man, and we wouldn't say it's adultery. Right. 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 That's what I said. All this is Hashinan. We're Machmir, that it might have been. Okay, so the Mara says like this. Rav Acha Barafuname Rava. So Rav Acha Barafuname asked Rava. Huchvik Stark Suva Bishuk. Now, this case is Tosus' biggest proof. Because this clearly is, does a certain thing be evident that something else happened. Okay, it was known that a, when, in the marketplace, whatever, that a woman's ksuva had been written. Mahu. Is that evidence that the fact that there's a ksuva written, that Kiddushin must have taken place? I mean, no one saw it, but they think it's there. Um, or maybe it was seen being passed around. Okay, it's not exactly sure what the Huxa Pashuk is. Rashi says, Shiro Shar Ksuva. Okay, people saw a, a woman's ksuva. Okay, is that an indication that she must have had Kiddushin? So what's the story? So you see a ksuva. That's not going to be nearly enough evidence to be, to be concerned that, well, let's take a look, that we should assume that she's married. So we're going to see why. What was the conclusion? You see the exact parallel with the language of the previous sukya. In a place where Kiddushin always precedes the writing of the ksuva, now it still doesn't prove definite. You know, who knows what might have happened. Maybe it was pre-written or whatever. But nevertheless, if it always, if, if the standard is Kiddushin and then Ksuva, and this Ksuva has been written for this woman, that creates a concern that she's Mekudeshes. Kasi Vahadar Mekachi, if first of all they write the Ksuva and the Kiddushin comes yeah, after, which is like we do today, so Lo and obviously it's not a basis of concern. Now, so the Gemara says, Mekachi Vahadar Kasi Pshita, if they do the Kiddushin and then write the Ksuva, of course we're concerned. What, are, what other possibility might there be? So the Gemara says, no. Lo Tricha Lo Shchiach Safa. Let's say it's a case where the scribes are not very, uh, you know, are not always available. So this guy was planning on getting married in three months, but the scribe happened to be in town today. So even so, even though normally you write the ksuva after, he got it written before because this was when the scribe was available. Kamash Malan, that that's not enough of a basis to say we're not concerned, since the norm is that the writing comes after. The presence of a ksuva creates enough of a concern that he might be married. Again, all of this depends obviously on the context. In a context where it's it's common enough that there's ksuvas written before the that would not be an issue. Uh, okay. Concern meaning you need to identify her as an HSE. Well, a suffix HSE. Right. Well, it doesn't that's, talk about the whole issue, does it? Well, it depends on what the, what the practice is, whether it's first A or first B, you know? All right. Uh, ne- yeah. Let's say that his first effort of Kedushin was not appropriate, was not fulfilling. How 
that? Might have been fulfilling, but it wasn't fulfilled. <laughs> yes. Uh, Are you the only one who knows that and feels the need to make it right, or is it general knowledge? Well, that's what the Gemara was discussing before. Like a katan is general knowledge, right. and even so, so that's a chiddush. Even if it's widely known that it wasn't good, you know, that might then um, we don't we don't say that you want the next thing to be the act of kiddushin. So you know, so that's I mean, so so yeah, I mean, that's the Gemara's chiddush initially that it's not only that well maybe he didn't realize even if it was obvious that it wasn't good we don't interpret the next acts as the acts of Kiddushin we went through that thing we say Kiddashti was that Kiddashti, I mean, right. he has to make some sort of statement when he gives you a list of laws, huh? well I mean but, there's, but the Gemara says I mean the Tosa says that's why Rashi said that we're talking about Shidas because the Gemara back on Vavamad Aleph said uh, that Asukin Boso Indian doesn't always need a statement like if the Das is clear enough you know but you are right I mean it could be that the reason we're saying we don't are we're not concerned about the Savlanus is because you know uh, you, you need it to be like sort of like the Gemara before about you know Devarim Shabalev you need it to be a much clearer context even if you realized it wasn't Kedushin we're not going to turn something into Kedushin unless it's much more clearly articulated or expressed right <laughs> so right well that gets to like I said why Rav Yudor Herzl Henkin says well that might be true about Kedushin Kesef but Kedushin Bia might be of a different character in that regard okay so let's take a look at the next Mishnah Makavish Isho Bita now another issue we're moving beyond Snoim we're getting into other types of scenarios so one scenario was a very important question about the first Kedushin wasn't good you interpret later acts that way now a question which is less common of course but a case about trying to marry somebody who you're not allowed to marry okay so Hamakadish Ishobita man tries to marry at one moment a woman and her um, and her daughter which is obviously one of the Arayot in the Torah now if it was sequential she'd, he'd be married to the woman and not marry and then ten minutes later tried to marry the daughter it wouldn't take effect but he tried to marry them both at the same time okay so oh Isha Achota, or two sisters Ka'achat in one moment like he gave one of them money and said or to gave a third party the money to be Kona and to do and to be Makabal Kiddushin for these two women Eden Mikudesho neither of them are married okay since you can't pick, since you have an identified one neither of them are married we don't say okay. Brera either right or whatever exactly exactly there's a show with five women a group of five women among them were two women two sisters excuse me five women among them two sisters when a certain person uh, picked a basket full of figs and now this is like a whole series of things why it shouldn't be a concern of Kiddushin it was you know it was their figs okay so maybe he didn't really own the figs or whatever we'll see what the Shemitah issue is about okay and he said or maybe because it was Shemitah even though it was theirs he was able to take possession of them because it was Esker anyway that's like an interesting detail which we'll have to get back to but the, the, inter- the key for us is the end says I'm marrying all of you with this basket and one of them took the basket on behalf of all of them on behalf of all of them well I don't know about the other three but the sisters aren't married because since there are two sisters here he's trying to marry two sisters at once neither of them are married okay so let's take a look at the Gemara to explain what this is based on where does this come from the Pasuk says 
A woman with her sister you shall not take to create enmity to, uh, uh, against them in their life. So he wants to say that's Pshan in the Pasuk, or one way to read the Pasuk. When you, if you try to take them both, at the same time, like Litzror, at the moment when they become Tzroros, you know, so if you're trying to take them at the same time, then Lotikach, the Kiddushin won't take effect. Okay, so that's like Pshan in the Pasuk. Um, okay. Um, so how do you read the end of the Pasuk? That if you do this, you get kares, if you transgress this. If you didn't marry either of them, so you don't get kares for sleeping with two sisters, you get kares for sleeping with the sister of your wife's sister. You have to be married to one of them to get kares for having sex with the other one. So if that's the scenario of the Pasuk, the Pasuk is telling you the Kiddushin isn't binding with either, then there would be no Kares. Right? So clearly the Pesukim is talking about you married one, don't sleep with the other one, and then you'll get Kares with the other one. Okay? So clearly it's not sequential. Elamar Rava, so rather Rava says, clearly the Pasuk is sequential. So right, we're, if that's true, what's the basis of the teaching of our Mishnah? That the Kiddushin isn't Chal for like either of them. Like Rabba's teaching. Dama Rabba, famous teaching of Rabba, which now we're going to focus on. If something would work sequentially, then it doesn't work at the same time. If you tried to marry Rachel, and then afterwards you married Leah, or we'll put Yaakov of Inu aside, it wouldn't work, it wouldn't be Chal for Leah. So when he tries to do Rachel and Leah at the same time, since and so, since there's no sequence, and since for one of them it definitely wouldn't work after the other, so then therefore you try to do them both, it works for neither. Okay, so that's the principle of If it wouldn't work sequential, and then you try to do it at the same time, since you can't choose at the same time which is first and which is second, and it's never going to work for the second one, then in that case it doesn't work for either one. Yes, Michael. I, 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 I know I've asked this kind of question before, and I never knew what the answer is. So in the case of the Tainim, or right. you know, one exception and a half of them, is the woman then later on trusted to say, of course we're not going to show this is a joke. He's giving us our thing. I just accepted it. No, I mean, that gets you to know, the Dvarim Lev issue. You know, you can't claim it's a joke. Now, if there's cases of like Hanan, Sadi, and so on, and that happens, you know, a lot, a lot of post there's a, lot, a whole huge literature on somebody that gave a woman a case of Kiddushin before Adim, and then they basically said, well, we were just kidding around. And sadly, I mean, it happened just a few years ago at SAR. It happens a lot in these uh, non-Orthodox high schools. I know maybe sometimes in the Haredi high schools as well, but non-Orthodox because there's boys and girls in the same school and sometimes they for whatever reason decide learning Masechus Kiddushin that year so I'm serious this happens like more than you would believe and the kids are kidding around and they say oh okay and then there are two kids and then you know and there are two bar mitzvah boys in the room or whatever they had this case a few years ago at SAR you know it happens yeah I'm totally serious it happens I mean more, much much more than you would imagine no no because you don't want to do that obviously because then she's obviously can't marry a Cohen and all these no, types of things. So you have to 
to try to prove, bring evidence that it was clearly Meshach, it was clearly Derek Schok. But the question is, what to, cre- to create sufficient evidence? You know, because that's like the Gemara before about the Ram Shebelei Veinam Zvarim. Well, why don't you just say all the time it's Derek Schok? Yes, okay. uh, no, she accepts it like under a chuppah. You know, you know. So you accept it. That's kiddushin. So she that's yes. she doesn't have to say yes. So that's it. You can't dis- on the one end you can't stop say I was kidding around. On the other hand, sometimes it's obvious, like what we talked about yesterday. Tzvarim Shebelei Koladam Anantzadi. It was obvious it was Derek Schok. But you know, but what, what's what's the sufficient uh, threshold for that? A lot of Jews in Rev Moshe about those scenarios. Okay, back to the Gemara. Um, okay, Eisrei Abai. So this is Rabbah's explanation that since if it happened sequentially, it wouldn't work with the second one. When it comes at the same time and there's no first and there's no second, it doesn't work with either. So let's see if this is true. Eisrei Abai. Hamar b'maser perosav mitukanim You take extra maser. You have ten units. You have ten units of grain and you take two units to serve as master as opposed to one okay so your grain is fixed because you did take 10% of your grain but your meister now has is makuko is a mixture of meister and temo right so here basically okay one two three four whatever five six seven eight nine okay here's my nine units and I take 10 and 11 as my ma'afer. Okay, so, well, let's say one of them. This one is ma'afer, fixes all of this, makes this mitukan, and makes this ma'afer. This one, let's say it was, you knew which was which, it was afterwards. This one would be part of all my other grain, my kevo grain. Okay, so right now, since I took both of these as ma'afer, it's a mixture of Maser and Tevel mixed up. One of those units is Maser and fixed this, and one of them is from grain that hasn't had Maser taken, and it's Tevel. So it's Tevel and Maser Muravim. The problem is, you don't know which is which. Okay? So, but we treat it... about a case where you have 100 all in front of you and you took 11. Um, no, I mean that might be a case of right. That's like that might be a case of what do you call it of like of, of Mata and Hulin Murazin. But anyway, um, well, I'd have to figure that case out. But okay, let's not worry about that right now. Um, anyway, so anyway, in this case, it's Maser Vitavo Murazin. But the question is, that would be if you took them sequentially, but you took them at the same time. Okay, so let's take. But we treat it as if they were sequential, and we don't know which is which. So no, that's tr- only true. My Meister is exact. So by so if you think about the case of the sisters, if we would say, well, one, is, one worked and the other isn't, and we don't know which one, then by the sisters we should say, you're married to one and we don't know which one. But what we don't. We say, since we don't know which, then you're not married to either. So since we should say here, well, we don't know which is Masa and which is Tevel, like they're both Tevel, why don't we say that? Okay? So the Gemara says, Amai, why is this true? Since you can't do one after the other, since you, you can't take a Masa after a Masa, so, so when you do them at the same time, the second one isn't Masa, so the first one shouldn't be Maser either. I mean, they're both at the same time. You can't pick which is which. They're both, why don't we say they're both Tevel? So, Amalei, no. Shani Maser de Isa Lechatsayim. Maser is different because it can come halfway. What does that mean? You would say every half of each grain is Maser. Kadsha, it would work. So let's say here, these two things basically saying you don't in a way have to choose because basically if you have I don't know if each one of these units is a hundred grains 
Okay, there's a hundred grains in each unit, literally, you know, like uh, kernels. Okay, and this is a hundred grains. It's not like, oh, there's a hundred grains that's master and a hundred in Tevil and we don't know which one. No, all 200 are master. Half of every single grain of all the 200 grains are master. So therefore, in a certain way, what we're saying is, it's, you don't, in this case, you don't have to say like, it happened on one pile and not the other and we don't know which pile. There's a way conceptually to say it happened to the whole pile. All the grains were master, half of each grain. And since you could say that about the whole pile, therefore we're allowed to say that it worked. Okay, but you can't say half of each sister is married to me. Okay? You have to pick which one. And since you didn't know which one, you say it doesn't occur to either. All right. So the Gemara says like this. The better half, right? Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Okay. Varein Maaser Behema. How about Maaser Behema? To lekar lechatzayim. You can't have half of an animal Maaser Behema. That's a very, okay. uh, very nice comparison. Maaser Behema to the Kedusha. Well, no, Maaser Behema to Maaser grain for now. To lekar bezachazet, and it can't happen sequential. Once you take one animal as Maaser, you walk them through the gate. The new animals that are born, the tenth one is Maaser. If you've made the tenth one Maaser, the eleventh one doesn't become Maaser. Okay, and the Amarava Yotzu Shnayim Ba'asiri. The two animals you did nine animals walked out of the gate, and then when the tenth one was supposed to walk out, two walked out at the same time. Okay, the Karin Asiri, and you called them both ten. You said to both of them at the same time. Okay, so one of them is ten, one is eleven, but you called them both ten, and they can't both be ten. And so you, why don't you say, well, since you don't know which one is, neither is. No, you don't say that. You say Asiri Vacharasamu Ravim Nebzeh. Ten and eleven are mixed up. One is one, one is the other, you don't know which is which, and then you have to figure out how, to, how that works in terms of bringing it as a korban or waiting for a moon. That We're not going to worry about that. But basically, that seems like a really nice parallel, so say here too, one of the sisters has married you, you just don't know which one. So the says, no. Shani Mazer Behema de Isa Betos. Now, Mazer Behema is different because number 10 will be Maser even if you miss counted it, okay, and therefore because there's something about the objective fact that it is the tenth that defines it as Maser your non-designation or your wrong designation is not as consequential it's not all dependent on you, it happens somewhat automatically, okay non, like we turn to the Mishnah I mean to some degree it's dependent on you, but anyway if you have they were walking out of your gate and you sort of got all confused, all for tumult so when you nine walked out, you said ten then you go, wait, 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 no, 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 that wasn't ten. So Asiri, then the tenth walked out and you said nine to number ten. Well, Achadus Asiri, and then eleven, you said ten. Shloshim Mikudoshos. Okay, they're all Kadosh, but only one of them, it's very confusing. Anyway, they're all Kadosh, but they're not all Maser. Only the tenth one is Maser. In that case, the other two have Kadosh up like Shlomim. But the bottom line is, is that even though you called number ten nine, it still had Kadosh, it, it still became Maser. So in that case, since to some degree it's going to be Maser by virtue of being the tenth, when you call 10 and 11, 10, um, we don't say, well, neither of them. You can't happen to both, so neither of them. Because even if there's obviously some error here, one of them is going to be number 10. So that works a little bit easier. Okay, whereas again, so in one case it works easier because both of the whole pile, all... 20, all, you know, 200 pieces of grain can all be maser, half of each grain. So therefore, it can work together. This case can sort of work together because to some degree, um, even if you made a mistake how to count it, it's still going to be maser. But in a case where it's all dependent on you and it can't happen to both, we'll say it will happen to neither. Okay? So let's take a look. So the Gemara says like this. Zare toda, the lace of What about one minute? The bread of, associated with the korban toda, that that will not 
work if it's an error. Um, it won't work one after the other. With every korban Torah, you would bring 40 loaves of bread, uh, 30 matzah and 10 chametz. Um, and... Um, um, you wouldn't bring the chametz on the mizbeach. You don't bring chametz on the mizbeach. But anyway, you would shech the korban toda, and you would have kavana with the shechting of the korban toda that that would sanctify the loaves of bread. They would be seen as connected to the korban toda, and there would be forty. Now, if you were in error, you were thinking about a different forty loaves than the ones that were brought or were sanctified or whatever. Then the ones that were sanct- that, that were intended for the toda would not become kadosh. It doesn't work if it's an error. It also doesn't work after you slaughter the Torah and sanctify 40 loaves, extra loaves cannot become Kadosh. Okay? So there's no, it won't work by itself, by error. It won't work and here's the case. Um, the Idmar, it was taught, Somebody brought 80 chalot, okay, and you shechted the Torah on twice the amount. So we should say, following the logic, that since it can't work on 40 of them, then it doesn't work on, 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 on the second 40, it doesn't work on any 40, because you don't know which is which, like the two sisters, okay? And 40 are sanctified, you just know which ones. None of them are. So at least according to Chizkiah, that contradicts Rabbah. Rabbi Yochanan is consistent, but Chizkiah says it still works. So how do you explain Chizkiah? So the Gemara says, Lav Itmar, what was taught about that, I'm Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, everybody agrees that if you say 40 out of the 80 should be sanctified, Kadshi, that it would work, okay? Because you're not trying to sanctify the whole 80, you said 40 of them. You just didn't specify which 40. That's different. That's like if you were to take the two sisters and say, I'm marrying one of you. I'm not saying which one, okay? So then it works. We uh, Some 40, we don't know which 40, but you're not trying to do both. You're only trying to do one. That works. You just don't know which one, okay? I'm not sanctifying 40 unless it works for all 80. I only want it to work for everything, and I don't want it to work halfway. In that case, low cut. Everybody would agree it would not work. Since it can't work for everything, it doesn't work for any. And we're assuming that the case of the two sisters is implicitly that. I'm marrying both of you. Okay? So what's the debate? Lo nechluku el You didn't specify. You just said, you just brought your 80 loaves. You didn't say what you were doing. Mar that basically the purpose of the 80 is you only want 40 to be sanctified and the other 40 are a backup. But your intent is only for 40 to be sanctified, and therefore 40 are sanctified. Umar Savar, and the other one says, no, look, you're trying to make all 80, and therefore it doesn't work. So bottom line, the way that we've explained why Chizkiah says that 40 are sanctified is because we say fundamentally you are only trying to sanctify 40. Okay, but if you're trying to do it on both, neither works. So we have now basically dealt with some very good challenges to Rabbah, but the Gemara is asserting Rabbah's, the logic of Rabbah's position, but the point is, if it won't work sequentially then when you do it at the same time and you're trying to do it to both and you haven't specified which is which since it can't work for one of them it doesn't work for either of them okay there are exceptions to the rule when things will work by themselves the toes or when things can work even on a half grain okay but fundamentally if you're trying to do it to both and it can't work for both and you haven't specified any order then it doesn't work for either that's Rabba's position yes it must have to be exact yes and if you're doing it on a half a grain what's the other half 
So that is still Maser and Tevel mixed together. Okay? That's the conclusion. But, bec- but we don't say that, well, it shouldn't work at all because you didn't specify which. I did specify which. All the grain is Maser. Half of each one. So, I mean, you could say you didn't specify which half, but somehow because you're dealing with all of the grain, that's seen as not the exact same. So what do you give over then? All of it? Even no, now you're, now you're stuck. Now what you have to do is you have to take other grain to be Mafish on the half that's the Tevel of the Maser grain. Okay? That's why it says it's Mekukalam. Right, the, what you give the lady now is a, is, is a mess. He, he can, he can, he can he, right now can't be eaten. It has to be fixed. Yeah. So according to Hiskin's position, he might hold Dvarim Shabalev Dvarim. Um, no, I mean, look, that issue about Dvarim Shabalev in Dvarim is always the question because. You know, sometimes it's not like it's, you know, sometimes Levi is when you clearly when when the presumption like there's a clear presumption of a certain thing, and then we so we insert in also what you're thinking. But there are cases where it's not at all clear what you're intending. I just brought eighty loaves, so okay. Let's say we say that. Therefore, what? Therefore, you only meant 40, or therefore you meant all 80. There's no default. Thrombosibulavinimdar means we can't insert, try to guess what you're thinking to change our default assumption of the case. There are some cases that there's no default assumption. We have no idea what you, were, what you meant by this. You brought 80 loaves, you're supposed to bring 40. What were you thinking? Who the heck knows? What did you mean by it? So, okay, we can't go by what you're thinking. Then what should we assume? We have to f- assume something, right? So, Thrombosibulavinimdar does not mean that we never try to figure out a case that's not explicit. Because there are a lot of cases that are inherently ambiguous. And we have to try to give it a halachic meaning. All right? Now, whether we really, in those cases, are trying to guess at what somebody is thinking, or what we're really trying to say is the law is going to define how, the case, how that case is treated, I would agree with that. Because if what they're really saying is, Chizkin Rabbi Yochanan is saying, no, I bet this is what he's thinking, then the obvious question is, well, why don't we ask? Why don't we look for other contextual clues? Why isn't it different based on the circumstances? So at the end of the day, what they're really saying is, since we don't know what he's thinking, we have to decide what he's thinking. Okay, we have to just come up with a rule about how to treat that case. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Now, the Rava, now why did Rava explain like Rava that the explanation of our Mishnah was if it doesn't work sequentially, it doesn't work at the same time, right? That's what Rava said. Rava made a general statement, not about our Mishnah. Things that don't work sequentially don't work at the same time because that's why you can't marry two sisters, neither of them are married. Why do you have to give that answer? There's a better answer. What's the better answer? Or an answer that we're going to see in a minute that's Rava his own position. Oh. So we're about to see in one minute, literally the next line, that rubbers of the position that a kiddushin that can never be kalachically consummated is not a kiddushin. Now, what that means is, even if I didn't do it at the same time, okay, if I went over to two sisters and I'm saying, I'm marrying one of you, okay, and I didn't say which one, or maybe that sounds a little bizarre, so here's another case. I go to a, uh, I go to a father and I say, you, you, know, you know, I want to marry your daughter and he has two daughters and he says great and he takes the money and we didn't say which daughter okay so would you say I married to one of them and I don't know which one and I have to give a get or do you say now that's the case I only wanted to marry one or do you say no because since I can't have sex with either one because why not because it might be the other one that I'm not married to and then it would be the Isra Arias 
So therefore, the Kiddushin is never binding because it's a Kiddushin that can never lead to consummation because there's a possible Isra Rise. It might be the other one and I would, I would never know. That's called Kiddushin Shein Mr. in Libya. So the Gemara says, since that's Rava's position in general, you don't have to say the problem in the mission was that they were at the same time. The mission would be a problem even if it was only one of them and you didn't know which one. Even if it wasn't the same time. It has nothing to do with them being at the same time. There's an easier answer. It's a Kiddushin when it's not clear which one that can never be consummated. So why isn't that the issue? So the Gemara says, No, he was saying according to Rabbi Barchama that didn't take that approach, that Kiddushin is certainly the He said, even if you don't believe, you agree with me in general, you can't do them both at the same time. If you're trying to do both of them, since one of them it won't work, it won't work for either. My position is you can't even do one if you don't know which one. But you certainly can't do both because then if it doesn't work for number two, it's not going to work for number one. Okay, now this is the segue to get into Rav's position, which is even further, goes further than the mission. So let's take a look. It's like a ridiculous question, I think. But like, we don't you care about like Yaakov Avinu and the two sisters? Well, here it doesn't. I mean, whatever. That gets discussed elsewhere. I mean, that was before Montara or whatever. You know, okay, fine. It marked. Now, now we're going to talk about this. A kiddushin that cannot ultimately be consummated halachically. Okay, Abay Amar Havi kiddushin. It still takes face. It takes effect. Rav Amar Lo Havi kiddushin. It doesn't. Now, by the way, right? How about a question which is chupashena misura labia? Meaning, there is a whole interesting question about chupas nida. If one is a nida during the chupa, according to the Rambam, you know, he says it's not a real chupa, and you don't make seven brachas. I mean, Sfarim don't pass that because if they did, obviously it would be a big problem like what we're going to have a whole wedding and not make sure whatever everyone announced everybody that the woman's Anita but anyway but that's Chupa Shana Masur Labia because for Chupa is the Nisuin is when is, is, is when they're supposed to now be consummating their marriage right this is when the marriage is supposed to translate into the fully lived marriage and the whole idea of Chupa according to Zaman is Yichud privacy the ability to have sex and so on to be in private to, to you know share domicile to be intimate and so on so that's like a different question but here we're talking just about the Kiddushin just the on paper marriage not yet the lived marriage but nevertheless even though we're just talking about the Kiddushin maybe if the Kiddushin can never translate to the Nisuin can never translate to a life of physical intimacy and of sex then it's not even binding as Kiddushin okay but again I want to emphasize that there's a Chiddush here that we're talking even at the earlier stage of Kiddushin when you're not really yet up to the stage of sex but if it can never ultimately lead to that maybe it's not even a good Kiddushin never as opposed to in other words because in our, our weddings it's both at the same time the Kiddushin and more or less right so if she's Anita kind of yeah 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 here it would be never right he right so yes the question here is the case of never Chupas Nida, on the one hand, right, it's more of a problem there because you're talking about Nisuin, and because it's more of a problem because you're talking about Nisuin, it means even at that moment, if they can't be having sex because she's a Nida, according to this position of the Rambam. So here, the Chiddush is that we're not talking about that, we're talking at an earlier stage of Kiddush, where it's just an on-paper marriage, maybe that shouldn't be as relevant, and because it's not as relevant, like Nida is certainly not a problem. The only thing that possibly is a problem here is this case when it will never be able to translate. Even if it's Nida, we still say that she's... The Kiddush is not a, yeah, yeah, nobody ever questions Kiddushin Nida Zvada So that's kind of right. another reason to invalidate it. Exactly, exactly. So, but a hundred percent. So, okay, but here, it's a Kiddushin that can never lead to consummation. Is that going to be good? Okay, Itmar. Kiddushin Shein must certainly be Abayam or Havi Kiddushin. It still works. Ravim or Lo Havi Kiddushin. It doesn't work. And the case that we're going to see is this case where somebody doesn't know which sister he married. So it's a, something that can never be clarified and therefore he can never consummate because he always might be having sex with the sister, with his wife's sister. So Amar Rava Barhina, Amar Rava. So 
Rav said, Barahina Asperali, Barahina sort of explained to me, based this position of mine on a Pasuk, which is the following one. If a man takes a woman and has sex with her, has to be able to ultimately lead to Allah. It has to be able to be given over to, to Bia. Okay, if it can never lead to Bia, low Avikidushin doesn't take effect. Now, I just want to pause for a second because Tosis asked the obvious question, which is, well then why should Kiddushim, Kiddushi by Isure Lavin, you know, uh, work? Like when it says, like, a Kohen can't marry a Grusha or an Omana. Right? Why does that work? That's not, you know, that, you know, there it's not Mr. in the beer. You're not supposed to be having sex because, right, the Kiddushin. So, so he, so he, so, so he doesn't exactly give an answer according to Rashi. One could speculate, well, it's not as us or as Karif. What we mean is like it's completely, you know, considered a huge violation. We could also say that by those types of things, by the cases of like Mamzer and Kohen Grusha and Kohen Gadol Amana, the primary Isra as framed in the Torah is not an Isra of sex, but an Isra of marriage. Right? The Torah says, like lo yikach, right? lo yikachu. So maybe that's very different when the, even though the, the primary issue is framed in terms of the marriage as opposed to being framed in terms of the sex. Nevertheless, because of this question, Toso suggests a different read of Kiddushin Shein Mesur in Libya. Toso actually says it is the act of Kiddushin itself that makes the Bia prohibited. Meaning, if I never would have married this one sister, and I don't know which one, then I could have had sex with her. Because, right, the, the Ister is created as opposed to a case of my sister, right, the Kiddushin doesn't create... If there was a woman that, I don't know, here's a case, I didn't know, like, you know, somebody didn't know whether this person was his sister or not, right, and it was not knowable. A woman had a child, didn't know who the father was, it might have been my father, this woman might be my sister. If I do Kiddushin with her, is it Suffolk Kiddushin or not? Or you say, well, it's a mystery in the beer. It's not, I'll, you know, never be able to have sex because she might be my sister. So Rashi might say that would be a case of a mystery in the beer. Tosh says it would not. She'd be Suffolk Nikudeshas. Because the case of Kiddushin and mystery in the beer is the act of Kiddushin is what makes it forbidden to have sex with her. When I marry one of two sisters, it's only because I did an act of Kiddushin that I now can't have sex. Is that clear? Because the only Isser is sex with my wife's sister. The other case would be Ishao Bita, woman and her daughter. Only because I, if I married a woman, at one of the two, a woman and her daughter, and I didn't know which one, it's only because of the act of Kiddushin that I can't have sex with them. Okay? So Tosa says Kiddushin Shein Misurin Libya is not just that sex is impossible because there's other cases Yisurei Lavin where it certainly takes effect the case I gave you somebody might be a sister and we don't know okay Suffolk is a sister we can't figure it out tells us to say that would be a Suffolk Kiddushin the case here is that the Kiddushin created the Yisur Bia if the Kiddushin is what makes Bia impossible that can't be a type of a Kiddushin okay so that's a nice more nuanced read of that okay so now the Gemara continues like this Tanan we taught in the Mishnah. Um, if a man marries a woman and her daughter, O Isha or two sisters, Kachat, both at the same time, um, they're not married. Ha'achat, it sounds like if he married one and he didn't know which one, it would work. The only problem is that they were at the same time. So if he didn't know which one, then what would you do? You're going to get the both? You have to give a get to each one. The Amai, why would that work? Kiddushin name is certainly the Bianinu. It's not, it's a Kiddushin that won't be able to translate into sex. Tuf to Derav, there's a clear contradiction of Rav, that's exactly the case that Rav said doesn't work, and the mission implies that it does, because the mission says it only doesn't work if it's there at the same time. So Amalekha Rav, Rav would say to you, for the time makes, Amos Abraham, let's look at the end of the Mishnah. 
marrying those five women with the basket of uh, figs. The sisters are not married. The sisters aren't married. It sounds like the other three women are married. Now, what's the case? So if he said, I want to marry all five of you, and then it wound up that two didn't work for because they were sisters. So it's like somebody said, like, I want to marry, you know, I, you know I, like, you and a donkey should take possession of this. Okay, so if I try to pass over possession of an object to two people, one of them being a donkey, actually the original case in the Gemara is, one of them was a, was a, was a, was a, was a, a living person, and the other was a fetus that had not yet been born. Okay, and since, and I tried to transfer ownership to both the person in front of me, half to him and half to the fetus. And it doesn't work. Since it doesn't work to the fetus, it doesn't work to the person. So if the whole package doesn't work, it doesn't work for any. Of course, there's a little different. There are the people taking possession, there are the people being possessed. But anyway, the Gemara it's like, it's like you and this donkey should take possession. The Atvichamur Lokana, and then neither takes possession. So here too, if I tried to marry all five, and it didn't work for two, it doesn't work for any. So why does the Gemara, why does the Mishnah sound like it still works for three of them? Elolav, so the Mishnah that makes it sound like the Gidushin works for those that aren't a sister, the Amarlu, Achaf Mikem. It must be the case in the Mishnah, is now I try to say I want to marry all five of you. It just says I want to marry one of you. Not exactly what the shot of the Mishnah is, but anyway. And therefore, it doesn't work for the sisters, but the other three are Suffolk Nikudashas. One of the other three is married to me, we don't know which one. But the sisters, definitely not. So what he does is, because he claims that there's no way it could work for the three if I tried to marry all of them, he's reading the end of the Mishnah that I only tried to marry one of them. And then that's con- completely consistent with Rava. I only tried to marry one of them, and nevertheless, I'm not married to either sister, even though I only tried to marry one. So, neither of the sisters are married, even though I only tried to marry one. So, for Rava, the beginning of the Mishnah is difficult, because it sounds like it's only because I tried to do both, it didn't work. By the end, it's difficult. The end makes it sound like even if I tried to do just one, it wouldn't work. So the Gemara says, Abai Matarzah Taimei. Rav Matarzah Taimei and Abai Matarzah. Abai Matarzah Taimei and Rav Matarzah Taimei. Each one can explain the other half of the Mishnah. Abai Matarzah Taimei. Abai explained according to his reasoning. Hamakadish Isho Bita. Oish Shavachotah Ka'achat. According to Abai, it only doesn't work if you try to do them at the same time. Ain't a Mekudashot. Ha'achat. Mishho Bita. If you try to do only one of them. Or Mishavachotah Mekudashot. She would be. If you said one and didn't specify one, then one would be married. You wouldn't know which one. You'd have to give a get to both. But at least it would work, even if you didn't know which one. The Amar, but if he said explicitly, I will marry the you, you know, the woman who I'm able to have sex with, in that case, then neither is married. So either I because he'll he, there'll no way he'll be either to have sex with either one. Right, if you explicitly stipulate it has to be Masur and Libya, it won't work. And there's a story of these five women and two sisters, so he Abai sticks into the last case because again the Gemara is now insisting in, 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 right exactly the Gemara is now insisting that the last case is a case where he said only
only one of you. So since it said only one of you, as long as we're going to stick that into the end of the Mishnah, Abai is also going to stick into the end of the Mishnah that he said, only one of you who, um, who is fit for me, who, who I'm able to have sex with. And in that case, the sister's not. Okay, so Abai got rid of the end of the Mishnah. I mean, the end of the Mishnah, the simple shot of the Mishnah was like Abai, but since we insisted that the end of the Mishnah was one of you, Abai said, well, as long as we're saying the end of the Mishnah means one of you, it'll also mean one of you who's Roy to me, who's Roy Labia. That's how he deals with it. The bigger question is Rava. How does Rava explain why the beginning of the Mishnah only talked about not being able to marry two sisters at once? According to Rava, you can't marry even one of them if you don't know which one. So if someone says, Don't read the Mishnah at the same time. No. If you try to marry only one of a mother and a daughter and you didn't say which one, or one of the sisters. It's like you did it at the same time. So even though the Mishnah says you can't do it at the same time, Rabbi's reading the Mishnah is basically saying if you try to even do one of them without specifying, it's like trying to do it at the same time and it doesn't work. And he said, here, behold, all five of you and one of the, or any, you know, actually here it's a little bit different. It's not just one of the five of you. Now we're actually nuancing it a little bit different. Three, all three of you, plus one of these two sisters is married to me. Okay. So the three sisters, yes, the three others, yes. But the one of the two sisters, no. Okay, neither of the two sisters. Anyway, bottom line is, although the simple sense of the Mishnah is talking about that you can't do two sisters at once, because of the end of the Mishnah, we're insisting that even one of them doesn't work, so the end of the Mishnah supports Rava, so Rava has a way of explaining away the beginning of the Mishnah. Okay, so we have still this debate of Abai and Rava, whereas according to Abai, it's only you can't do two at once. According to Rava, you can't even do one if you're not specific which one. Let's try to read one more case. Tashma. If I marry off my daughter, and I don't say which daughter I'm marrying off, so my adult daughters are not included, clearly, because I'm not empowered to marry them. But what it sounds like is, any of my, of my younger daughters, my minor daughters, are Suffolk married. Okay, so Mar- Michael gave me uh, a ring, and I accepted it on behalf of my, one of my daughters, and my, one of my non-existent daughters, and I didn't say which one. So clearly he's not talking about my adult ones, but it's talking about one of my minor ones. Well, one married. That's exactly Rava's case. Marrying a sister and not knowing which sister you married. Jamai, why does that work to say that one of my daughters is married? We don't know which one. It's a contradiction to Rava. So Rava will say to you, No, no, no. I don't have many adult and minor daughters. I have one adult daughter and one minor daughter. And what it's saying is, when I took the ring, it wasn't for my adult daughter, it was for my minor one. Of course, that's, that's pretty obvious. But Bogros is plural. So it sounds like I have multiple adult daughters and therefore multiple minor daughters. No, my Bogros, Bogros, Dalma means 
any adult daughters that any person might have, but somehow it means in this case you only have one. But as Yachi might remember, if that's true, obviously. I mean, what's the Chiddush? If the case was telling me that I had multiple minor daughters and it worked, the Chiddush would be against Rava. The Chiddush would be one of the daughters is married. We don't know which one. But in this case, of course I can't marry my adult daughter. I'm not empowered to. Yeah, and if I only have one minor daughter, of course she is married to her. Not only are we not Choshesh, would you be talking about a case that my adult daughter made me a Shaliach and said, Dad, I want you to find a nice guy and, mar- and, 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 get, and marry me to him. So I'm, I've been empowered as a Shaliach by my adult daughter and I have a minor daughter. In that case, it's reasonable to think maybe I was marrying off my adult daughter. Okay? Never So if I'm accepting Kiddushin, I'm thinking because of my adult daughter. She's getting older already. She's 13. Needs to get a chasm finally. Kamash No, I wouldn't marry my adult one because my daughter one, I'll get to pocket the Kesef Kiddushin. So obviously I wouldn't go with my adult daughter first. I'd ride around and pocket the money that I get from my younger daughter. The Gemara says, anyway, the Gemara says, no, the Gemara says like this. One minute. No, come on. The case has to be talking that, presumably would include a case that the adult daughter would say, Dad, marry me off and I'll tell you what, you can even keep the ring for yourself. And Afiluha, so the Gemara says, no, even in that scenario, we're not concerned I'll marry my adult daughter first. Why? I have a primary responsibility to marry off my minor daughters. Once she's 13, she's on her own. If I'm, if I'm going to do it for her, I'm just being nice. Okay, but I really have to make sure her, my minor daughters get married off, so I won't do my adult daughter before the minor daughter. It's so funny, because logically you would say, like, like you say, like, if I have a daughter getting older and one that's still young, I'm going to worry first about the one that's getting older. Anyway, the Gemara rereads it to be that scenario, so it's not a problem against Rava, but again, the simple sense of a lot of this evidence is against Rava. But if you say one daughter, and you don't say which one, we're one sister, it sounds like it would work. Rava is insisting that it will not work. We're going to continue with this tomorrow. Getting, yeah.